Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome to an episode of On the Prowl. I am Raymond Johnson. And I'm Robert Roten. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I'm on the prowl with us. Role reversal today. So today we have the Doc Holiday talk show host, uh, Sports Talk. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys know him. What's up, Doc? What's going on, Ramey? What's up, Robert? How y'all doing, man? Man, we are good. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed, fellas. I'm blessed. Well, first thing, I know both you and Ramey are excited for the rest of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, go Rams. Of course. Of course I got it. You know, I got my squad that's still in it, man. NFC yes, champion. Yes, sir. You know I was, see, I was named after the Rams, so, like, we already have that connection going on. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Very okay. crazy. Salute. 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 So, um, I'll be honest. We we did prepare our questions, but then going on your first episode and listening to what you had to say, I think that since we were fortunate enough to hear your story, I think the rest of our audience would be fortunate enough to hear your story. So, I mean, if you would love to elaborate, then we would love to listen. Of course, man. Of course. I pre- First of all, I appreciate you all for having me. And, you know, Robert, I told Ramey, man, you know, I, I made him show a little patience and a little assertiveness. I said, look, just because I, I, I didn't get back with you on purpose. But when I saw him again, he asked again. I said, that's what y'all got to do, man. Don't take no for an answer. You know what I'm saying? So keep getting at something when it's something you want to do. Because I now going back to my story now from Memphis, played at Fairly High School, uh, chose Memphis State at the time. That was it was Memphis State. Y'all know, right. y'all know that, but it was way before y'all were born. <laughs> it was yeah. Memphis State. I chose Memphis State over Ole Miss, uh, Northern Illinois, Arkansas State, Arkansas, and Tennessee. But Tennessee came in late. And I think the only reason they came in because they know I was getting ready to go to Memphis State. So they didn't want me at Memphis State. But anyway, play there. Uh, uh, I was actually redshirted my first year, which was 1991. I played so well in uh, in training camp on the scout team. Coach Stobart took me off the scout team, and he had he was going to redshirt me, but he I wasn't really practicing because I wasn't on the scout team, and I wasn't going to play, so I just used to watch the offense. So he redshirted me all the way up until the ninth game of the year, man. We played Tennessee up in Neyland Stadium. That was my first college game, uh, 96,000. You know, uh, uh, Ramey and Robert, I bust their head up there, man, wow. for 140 some yards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My first game, hey, I was out of shape, you know. Hey, but I just wasn't even thinking. I was just playing, man. So I bust their head for a hunt for a buck 40 almost. Played the next game against Louisville, hit them for 100 and two touchdowns. Then we played Alabama. Then coach, he he put me back on the bench because the guys that were playing before me were healthy. And, and from yeah. then on, man, you know, yeah, he uh I played full back the next couple of seasons, didn't get a lot of carries. Then my senior year, I got hurt. In camp, I broke my hand, and I played a couple of games with a broken hand, even though I didn't get the ball. But when I got it, I rushed for, like, almost 700 yards in five games, man. Then I tore my hamstring. So I actually set out my first year out of college. Then I stayed in shape, and I stayed in touch with the, with the Rams and the 49ers, a couple of teams. The Rams, for one, because me and Isaac Bruce, you know, that's like my brother, and we were, like, yeah. we were close since college. So sure. I used to go up there. Yeah, I used to go up there to his, to his games. And they signed me to camp and, you know, I made the team. And from there, man, I, you know, I played a couple of years then went to the CFL, came back, had to get my degree because I didn't, you know, when I was at Memphis State, I was football star, fellas. I wasn't going to class. I was tripping. I was young and dumb, you know, so yeah, yeah. came back, man, and uh, came back from pro ball, broke, you know, already had three kids having to catch the bus, car broke down because when I was in Canada, my brother tore my Corvette up. So, you know, came back, had to catch the bus, man, and uh, get back in school, which I did and end up my first TV 
job was at, you know, Fox 13 production assistant working $7, 20 hours a week, $7 an hour, man. And just learning everything. And from then on is, you know, my career has progressed. Yeah. That's, man, that's a trajectory. Like you, you had a lot of experiences coming into this and now here you are making a name for yourself, man. How, how was it? Like, uh, what has those experiences taught you along the way? I mean, just to never give up, man, because you never know what what's the plans that the most high has for you. You know, we think we know how our lives are supposed to go. We, you know, we can draw it out. We set goals. I mean, you, it's good. you set the goals, but yeah. also I've learned to ultimately understand that the most high is in control of everything. So my life is going to go according to his, to his plan and his will. And right. my whole thing is when I took my ego out of it because I had an ego, my ego was telling me this is how my life's supposed to go. I'm going to have this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And none of it was working. So when I finally said, you know what, God, you got it. I'm done. I'm out of it. So once I did that, everything just kind of opened up for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you're obviously a football player, former football player and a football background. So what got you into playing football and got you into involved with sports? Man, that was a good question. In my neighborhood, I grew up in the uh, Whitehaven community in Memphis and uh, I was young and, and all, all, you know, all the, the guys on my street, they was playing football and they was a little older than me, but my best friend was like a year older than me and they was playing football because I started like when I was seven years old and the team that they were playing for was a team called the Whitehaven Oilers. So I saw them coming. I said, are y'all playing football? Because I kind of, you know, I wasn't really watching it. I was young because I was such a huge Memphis State basketball fan. I, well, I was always a Memphis State basketball fan. So uh, watching them play and I want to be a part of the team. So I went out, I went out to their team, which the Whitehaven Oilers, but they told me I was too young. So I was like, oh, okay. I was too young to play for them. So I ended up finding out about the Whitehaven Redskins coached by the legendary uh, coach Terrence Harris. So I ended up playing for him. And from then on, man, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, you got the old P. Hardaway, P. Uh, Hardy. Yeah. P. Hardy 25, man. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's my guy to him. So, yeah, that's how I got into it, man. Yeah. Off topic. A little off topic, but I got him to autograph it the other night at the Penny Hardaway radio show. Good. Hey, yeah. P's a good guy, man. Good yeah, guy. For sure. So you mentioned that you're from, from Whitehaven, from the city of Memphis. So I do have to ask, mm-hmm. does being from Memphis influence your career now as a sport talk host or just influence how you are as a person as well? Yeah, man, because, you know, growing up in Memphis and, you know, growing up in Memphis and, you know, we can speak truth. Growing up anywhere in the world, you know, being a black man is kind of tough. You know, you got, yeah. you're going to have challenges, you're going to have struggles, you're going to have people, uh, stereotyping you, you know, yeah. don't want to give you opportunities. So being in Memphis kind of teaches you to, you know, deal with that. I mean, you just, you, you just persevere and fight through. And I must admit, you know, up until college, I, my only experiences were, were, were with, with black people. The only experience I had with, with whites, you know, Robert was p- police. Yeah. Coming to bust my head, or you know what I'm saying, just mess yeah. with me for any reason. So just learning to having to having to deal with that, with all of that, and not making any excuses, man, and being tough, and just understanding that you know challenges are going to come, obstacles are going to come. Everybody's not going to give you a, a fair opportunity, but. I've learned that, you know, it's not up to them. It's up to God. So just being from Memphis, I've got that toughness, you know, uh, uh, just being able to persevere and understanding what it is because they say Memphis is an underdog city, but we're not an underdog city. We're really a top dog city. So we have to change that mentality. So we have an underdog, we have an underdog uh, perception, which makes us, which makes us have a top dog mentality. So that's how it has helped me. That sounds like the great and grind area in a nutshell. That sounds yes, like sir. the great and grind area in a nutshell. That's what we do. Yes. What makes the culture and the sports culture in the city of Memphis so special to you? 
the uh, the culture. Hey, you know, it just uh, man, you just all the talent, the pure talent we have, man. And just looking at all the legends, like I said, I grew up out, you know, I grew up a huge Memphis State basketball fan. It was guys like Andre Turner and William Bedford and Keith Lee, Baskerville Holmes, uh, Doom Haynes, Willie Beckton, John Wilfong, uh, Ricky McCoy. I'm gonna tell you something, Ricky McCoy was like a little short white guy came off the bench in those teams, but he was so tough. I said, Ricky McCoy, tough as the fuck. I was a little kid. I said, he was so tough, man. And Otis Jackson and Derek Phillips. That's, you know, that's the culture. And those are the guys I, I, I grew up watching, man. And I was like, I'm such a huge fan of those dudes. And then watching uh, 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 Sylvester Graham, Marvin Alexander, then Elliot Perry, uh, watching him as they were recruiting me. So I, me, I wanted to be one of those Memphis legends, but I was always watching basketball. I didn't really, I didn't even, man, I ain't, I wasn't studying Memphis State football until they started recruiting me. I was just a basketball fan. I wanted to be a Memphis State legend from the city of Memphis. So that's why I went to play football at Memphis. I didn't care that they had been losing. I didn't even really know their history. And I wanted to put on that Memphis State like you just showed that P. Hardy chose. That's the culture, the sports culture in Memphis that I was so enveloped in, man. So I wanted to be like those dudes. Yes. So you mentioned a uh, Memphis State legend. Um, your your boy, Isaac Bruce, another Memphis State legend. Uh, tell us about your relationship with Isaac Bruce. Oh, man, you know what? That's, that's funny. I was, you know, I was really one of the first well, I was really the first guy he got close to when he got to Memphis. So when he oh, got wow. to Memphis, yeah, he, when he got to Memphis State, he was quiet. He didn't say much. So he came in as a JUCO. So in 92, he comes in. We got a receiver, Russell Copeland, who's cold. He's a starter now. He's a star. Russell right. Copeland had to sit out because he ended up playing in the NFL several years, too. Russell did. Played in the Super Bowl. But Isaac comes in, JUCO, man, just quiet. Wouldn't say much skinny you know what i'm saying so since we were in we were on offense i used to see him you know we was in the meetings then we yeah. in the huddle then when we we watched him when we watched him run the first couple of routes because you know when you go to college you got to prove yourself like cats want to know why you here yeah. so we watching him run routes so we was like oh my gosh <laughs> man this dude you can't tell when he's gonna cut so if you can't tell when a receiver's gonna about to cut and break you can't guard him so yeah. we saw that I, I, I saw his first couple of routes i'm like good I, i'm like good route my guy. I was like, good route, bro. He ain't say nothing. I said, okay. Maybe he didn't hear me. You know what I'm saying? So he ran another good route. Hey, good route, bro. He ain't say nothing. I said, this mother ignore me one more time. I'll bust him in his head. You know what I'm saying? So, but that was just him. He ain't say much. Then he find, you know, we finally started talking, man. And we just started hanging out. And he used to be in my room a lot. And you know, uh, I take him, you know, to my, you know, because I'm from Memphis, take him over my my family house when we had cookouts and cooks yeah. or cooking and stuff. And uh, just how we we became close, man, and we just been tight ever since. That's that's really cool. That is actually really cool. So how are you able to balance your career and your personal life into hey. all in one? Oh, well, you know, I mean, I, I got, hey, I, because I got a wonderful wife, man. I met my beautiful uh, black queen in, in Lanier Junior High School, man. I was 13 years old. She wow. was, you know, she was 14, about to turn 15, but I told her I was older than what I was. So, cause she wouldn't, <laughs> you know, she wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't want to have anything to do with me. Uh, uh, Rami and uh, 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 Robert. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, uh, just her, man, you know, because, you know, I was, you know, football star ego. I was kind of like, you know, out of control, you know, and then, you know, once in, once football starts or well, once football was ended and real world started, you know, depressed, man, broke, you know, just think about, you know, making, you know, coming from making fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a month, man, to you coming back home and you broke, you ain't got anything. You got to catch the bus. You just football star, got to catch the bus. So just having that solid foundation with her, man, and her loving me unconditionally, She's giving up. Uh, we have three beautiful children, man. Two of them are at the University of Memphis now. So, uh, yeah, man, just I'm able to balance because 
she balanced. She held it down when I was struggling and broke and depressed and stuck in my feelings and stuck in my ways. Uh, so just having her, man, and her understanding that this is a dream that I have. And I've always, you know, these are some of the things I've always wanted to do. So she's always supported me. So I'm telling y'all, y'all young fellas right now, get y'all somebody that's going to support y'all and love y'all unconditionally. I mean, see, right now y'all young, y'all young and handsome. So you got to think, okay, will they still like me if my if my looks change? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, because you never know. So yeah, that's how I. That's a good question, Robert. So that's how, man. I have I have such a wonderful wife, man, who's so supportive, uh, supporting and so loving. That, yeah, that's that's very true. Having that having that solid rock supporting you is definitely gonna keep you afloat for sure. So you're obviously from Memphis. Just you went to high school here. At Whitehaven. Is this Fairly. Like- hey, 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 Robert. Hey, I'm about to disconnect. You said Whitehaven. Hey, you know Whitehaven and Fairly don't like each other. Fairly. No. It was okay. in Whitehaven at Fairly High School. Okay. Man. Hey, look. Yeah. Okay. We cool, Robert. We cool. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. Okay. I don't want I- Whitehaven to get none of this credit. You know what I'm I- saying? <laughs> I thought I heard you. I thought I heard you say Whitehaven High School. I, I grew up in Whitehaven. I grew right. up in Whitehaven, but it got fairly like Fairly and Whitehaven about about a mile from each other. So right. it's pretty much. It's I got it now. Yeah, yeah, I got you're it cool. now. You're cool, Rob. You're cool. So, so Raymond and I actually we went to high school together and graduated from White Station High School. Okay. And we've we both grew up Grizzlies fans. So we want to ask you, since you're a hometown guy, what are your thoughts about the Memphis Grizzlies with All Star, basically All Star John Morant? Not basically, he is. He is. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying that because we get the result well, tonight. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got I mean, John Morant. Superstar. Yeah, su- yeah, superstar. More I than hope- all superstar. Go ahead, Rob. I hope he can win us the championship and hope he can win MVP. I no doubt about it, man. I, I mean, I love what they're doing, man. They're, they're young. They're, they're, they're bouncing around. They're playing together. And the thing about it, man, they know their role. It don't seem to be anybody out there that, you know, has an ego that's big, you know, because if anybody has a big ego, it's Ja. He just started a team. But it, it, it seems like that they don't have another player on the team that's trying to challenge his shine, that's trying to challenge his position. Because when he's out, they continue to play as a team and they continue to win. But when he's in there, Oh, man, they're deadly, man. John Morant is I, – I, I said this. The Grizzlies should have tore that, dude, to that, tore that dude's contract up yesterday and gave yeah. him another one and immediately started paying this dude $35 million a year, man. So that's how you show him how much I love you. We, we, we got to have you. So that's how, man, because we have – you don't have – you don't get these kind of talents, man. As much as I respect Zion Williamson, we was lucky as heck to get the number two pick because Ja is just – they don't make him like that, bro. To be his size, they can say he's 6'3". He ain't 6'3", but he bouncing like he eight, nine feet tall, man. So, <laughs> hey, I, I love what they're doing. I love how they're playing, especially Desmond Bain. He Desmond Bain has stepped up to be that number two guy. Yeah. Not Jaron Jackson Jr. And see, Jaron was that dude, but his ego is non-existent, so he doesn't mind taking the back seat, you know what I'm saying, and being yeah. a secondary piece. So yeah. having that star that was a star, the cornerstone of your team before Ja came and for that star to be like, you know what? I'm cool with this, man. Let me play my role. Let me play defense, get some rebounds, hit buckets when they need me to. That's huge, man. So I love what they're doing and I love what Ja Morant brings. And then yes. adding the steal of the draft with Desmond Bain, last yes. pick of the first round. Yes, sir. We, I had the opportunity to do an interview with him in the gym at his summer camp, which was pretty cool because it was like his first or second week in Memphis. And we got to talk about what he's already gotten to do, where he's eating at, what people recommended. So he listed some good places and it was a good little welcome to Memphis interview. Good, 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 good. Good for you, man. Good for you. No, it's it's really cool because I mean you talk about culture and John Morant brings just such a culture to Memphis, such a culture to this Grizzlies team. He represents Memphis so well. Like even with the commercial the says who commercial like he just he has been 
fully entwined with this Memphis culture. And this Grizzlies team is just balling out right now. They're just on another level. And you're right, Rami, because the thing about it, see, he's, John Moran is Hollywood with the grit and grind. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Hollywood, they just flash, but he's a Hollywood grit and grinder. Exactly. From South Carolina, his pops, T, had him doing, you know, working so hard. So he has that, he has the Hollywood big time personality to look and everything to be an international superstar, but he's still grit and grind and has that dog out there in the court because once you get to professional sports, NBA, NFL, you got to have that dog. I don't care how talented you are. If you ain't got that dog, they're going to run you up out of there, man. So he has that dog to go with that flash and that Hollywood. So it's just a great mix. Oh, yeah. That, that, uh, that fight he had with Tony Bradley, that was uh, that's that dog coming out of him. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw on the sidelines uh, when they were on the bench, he was like, I can fight. I can fight. Uh, but Rami, you know, I'm going to tell you something, Rami. Usually when, when dudes say that, man, because I can fight. I don't never have to say I can fight. Right, right, People right. just know I can fight. I ain't got to announce it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, I like Jado. I like Jado. But basketball players, normally just, they just push and they just bark, bark. Oh, See, yeah, football yeah, players, yeah. you be like, get out the way. Let them go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he did show he did. He, he's not going to back down, though. He, no, he's not going to back down. For sure. But yeah. um, so we talked about the Grizzlies. Um, you're, you're a big football fan as well. So we do have to mention uh, what do you think about the, the rest of this NFL playoffs with how the NFL playoffs have been so far? I mean, you've got some of the craziest games ever. So what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about these, these last four teams we got? I love it, man, because we just came off probably the best playoff weekend in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Can you ever can you ever another time, man, when you had a walk-off in each game? That's insane. Field goals, a touchdown, walk-off in each game. Now the overtime crap with the Bills and Chiefs, they gotta change that. But that was outstanding. I don't know if this weekend can top last weekend because all those games were closed, they were tight. And now you got my Rams facing the 49ers with a chance to go to the Super Bowl in home by winning a home game to stay at home and win the Super Bowl. Then on the other end, you got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Hey, look, man, I, I'm just I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm glad to see the NFL doing its thing and having so much popularity because it is the number one sport. I don't care what anybody says. So I'm just excited to see how it's going. I was going to play out. And I, I just really hope my Rams can get past San Francisco for the yes. first time, in, you know, it's, since they've been six times in a row. This is going to be the perfect opportunity for Sean McVay to get the monkey off his back. I mean, this is the grandest stage from all. And let's not forget, the Saints swept the Buccaneers in the play, in the uh, regular season last year, and the Bucs beat them on their way to the Super Bowl last year. So let's hope that we can do that with the 49ers this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. But if they lose, guess what? I'm I'm still, I'm, I'm going to be good. That's why I be telling fans, I'll be like, fans, y'all be getting upset, and they be killing y'all whole week when your team lose. I was in the league. You know what they do when they lose? Hey, man, too bad we lost. Let me go put this $30,000 watch on and get in this $20,000 car and move on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I be like, they don't be tripping like that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, also, we're in the middle of Memphis Tigers basketball season. So what are your what are your thoughts about Memphis Tigers basketball and with hopes of going to the March Madness this year and with the landing of the number one and number two recruit in Jalen Dern and Amani Bates? I mean, you know what? And, and, and I, I tell people all the time, any, any criticism I had of the Memphis Tigers or, you know, I always – Talk to Penny because that's my brother, you know. So publicly, you know, of course, I would, I would, ho- I would hope that they would have played better up until now, you know, and not making any excuses. Uh, but you know, Imani Bates doesn't turn eighteen until tomorrow. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, Jalen Dern just turned eighteen. 
So, and I, I've been in, I've been in locker rooms and situations before when you have a group of veterans who, who are established like this, my team, mm -hmm. then you bring some new dudes, some youth, some young cats in, they don't really know them. Not everybody's saying this is their team. Sometimes, man, you have fractures and you have jealousy. You have situations within a locker room that's hard to overcome because right. when you get on the court, it all comes out. I've been in those situations before. When I was at Memphis State, man, we went six and five, six and five, six and five, three straight years. And then those teams, we had a total, on those teams, we had a total of 15, at least 15 dudes that went to the NFL. That's how talented we were. But we yeah. had jealousy. We had cats that didn't like each other. We were fractured. So with this Memphis team, I think now they're trying to come together, man. And, you know, if uh, uh, and everybody fall in place. But it's hard, man. It's hard when you have situations going on that the public don't see. Yeah. And you wonder what's happening out on the court. What's happening on the court is, you know, that's just an example of what's going on in the locker room with cats getting at each other and not, you know, not really playing as a team. You can't, you can't have all these dudes, man. You can't have, you can't have four and five different teams on one team. You know what I'm saying? That just doesn't work. No, you are so right about that. Being being a unit is one of the most important, if not the most important part of being a team. So no, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And so um you've you've been through a lot, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot. So um, what advice would you give for people that are trying to make a name for themselves in any type of industry they're getting into? Hey, just if, if you have a dream and you have a vision, you know what you want to do. You got you got to push forward because adversity is going to come. Yeah. This ain't heaven. This earth, not earth. Sometimes it's earth, but the life is earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this ain't heaven. So you're going to have to deal with some things. Yes. You have to understand that as a, as you know, that's what I tell my children. My oldest is 28. 26, you know, like 21 year old, uh, be prepared for challenges. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how smart you are. This is not heaven. So you're going to face some things. You're going to have to endure and overcome. But if right. you have a vision, if you know you have a talent, if the most high has put something in your mind to do, go do it. And don't stop until you get it done. Because right. if you put it in there, that means you can achieve it. And my whole thing is that if somebody else can do it, you can do it. If they've gotten it done, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their own lane, but you look at like how they do that. If they can do it, you can do it. They ain't any more special than you. They might have a, they might be talented, more talented in a part. They may be more talented in something that you are, but guess what? You're more talented in something than they are. Right. So just don't give up and persevere and don't, you know, I ain't going to say don't get discouraged. Don't stay in your discouragement because it's going to come, but just fight yeah. through it. There you go. There, there you go. You heard it here first from the Doc Holiday. We really appreciate you joining us for this episode today of On the Proud Podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners who are listening to this episode today? No, man. I mean, I, you know, thank y'all for tuning in, man. Rami and Robert, man. I like what you young people are doing, man. Y'all stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't. And that's the thing about it, man. Y'all, the, what, the, with, with the social media and all this technology, you are your own TV station right now. So don't always worry about, I got to get a job at a TV. No, y'all your own broadcast team. Each one of y'all is your own individual broadcast station. So my whole thing is that everybody that's out there listening, remember each one of us are broadcasting something every time we step out the, out the door and interact with somebody. You're going to broadcast the BS or you're going to broadcast positivity. You're going to walk as a, you know what I'm saying? Like you can conquer the world. So always remember that. So, but you are, you too, I wish I had this. I was, if I had it when I was at Memphis State playing football, I probably still wouldn't have did it because I just wouldn't have <laughs> been sleeping like I was in the morning. <laughs> but I like what you all are doing, man. So stick with it and uh, always work hard and just always remember to endure and just no challenges are gonna come, but like I said, you know, fight through it, man. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate you. Thank you for joining us today yes, on this episode of On the Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roden. And I am Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time 
on the prowl. With the boys, yeah we swoops, yeah we swoops, and we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the.